Hi, this is Jean Denker and I had the opportunity to be the only one in Singapore to chat with the cast of The Batman. This is a Singapore exclusive. I spoke to Robert Pattinson who plays The Batman, Zoe Kravitz who plays Selina Kyle aka Catwoman, Colin Farrell who's The Penguin, Paul Dano who's The Riddler, Jeffrey Wright who plays Jim Gordon, Batman's ally in the police department, John Tutero who plays the bad guy Carmine Falcone and director Matt Reeves. Now we'll kick off with a chat with Matt. The best mix of music Class 95 Now, the Batman is almost here for the world to see Do you feel your vision for the Batman has materialized in this movie? I mean, yeah You know, it's a movie that I started in 2017 I never thought it would take five years to, uh, <laughs> to finally reach the big screen But it's an exciting moment because Look, you know, I made this movie and we all made this movie to be a very immersive experience and to be a different experience, to be something that was both iconically and mythically Batman and these characters that you know, but something totally fresh. And it's meant to be a big screen experience. And what's exciting for me is that it's finally going out there on a big screen. You're going to have this experience. And and so, yeah, I feel that vision is there and I, I hope people enjoy it. I know you're a fan of Robert's work and, and you're both big Batman fans, but yeah. was there something you saw in him that made you so sure that he just had to play this part. Yeah, I mean, it's it's literally that. When I was writing, I watched a bunch of his films, um, and I'd always thought he was a, an amazing actor. He's really a chameleon. He was in a friend of mine's movie called Lost City of Z, and I remember he, he comes in, he has this crazy beard, and I knew he was in the movie, but when I saw the movie, I was like, who is that? And then I was like, oh my God, he had such charisma, but he's always different in everything. And I watched a movie while I was writing called Good Time by the Safdie brothers, and in it, he has this incredible intensity and he's very driven, which Batman needs to be, but he also had this real vulnerability in his eyes. He had this dangerous mix of kind of vulnerability, a sense of almost violence that could happen. And I thought, well, that's this Batman. And so I started writing the movie at that point for him, not knowing if he would ever want to play it. And I'm very fortunate that he did want to play it. <laughs> the gamble paid off, man. Yes, it did. Now, without spoiling anything, which moment in the movie are you most proud of? Oh my gosh. That is a super hard question. I mean, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, look, I just, there's so much that I'm, I'm anxious for the audience to have the experience to go through, you know, with these characters. I mean, I think to see this version, what Rob does, what Zoe does, what, what everybody does, I think is so exciting because I think that the actors are incredible in the film. And I'm excited for you to see that performance. I, I'm excited for you to, to go through that Batmobile chase to, uh, to enjoy this version of what Colin Farrell is as this penguin. Um, and to go through, I think, what is, I think, a pretty scary movie, right? It's a scary, intense experience, but it's a very emotional experience, and it's a very thrilling experience. And I hope that all of those sort of things um, will add up to a Batman that people feel like they've never seen before. I know that I'm not giving you the exact scene, but that's because I think to give away my true favorite scene would be a spoiler, and I don't want to do that. <laughs> yeah, I, we wouldn't want you to do that either. Okay. <laughs> Big fan of you since Twilight was always and still is Team Edward. And now you're the Batman. Mind blown. This is crazy. Uh -huh. Did you find this version of Batman who's more of a detective hard to portray because it's rather different from the previous Batman movies? Yeah. I mean, I embarrassingly 
even though DC stands for Detective Comics, I actually never really realized that. I never saw the subtitle of Batman saying he's the world's greatest detective. Mm -hmm. I'd actually never heard that before because I was really more familiar with the movies. It definitely feels really different to do a Batman movie where he's, he's an investigator. Now, Zoe, you lit up the screen every time you came on and I hear you train. You're welcome. I hear you train really hard and also, you know, watch tons of big cat videos just to incorporate their movements. Can you tell us a little bit more about that? I did. I, um, Catwoman, obviously wanted to find ways to incorporate, you know, feline-like movements. And, you know, especially knowing that me and Rob are going to have to have a fight together, I really wanted to try and figure out a way where it felt um, realistic that I could actually hold my own with someone his size and with his strength. And I found with a lot of the cat videos, feline videos, you really couldn't tell what they were about to do next. Like this strikes would really come out of nowhere and that came from being very very still and kind of very neutral in your eyes and then all of a sudden they would just like bam and it was so it's so surprising and so I found that to be something that I felt was realistic in terms of you know being able to kick Batman's ass a little bit <laughs> <laughs> yeah you did now a little something for the both of you Rob would you rather be a bat sized man or a man sized bat Ooh, and for you Zoe would you rather be a cat sized woman or a woman sized cat <laughs> That's so unfair because your one sounds cool. I mean, either one of mine is kind of lame. Cat-sized woman <laughs> oh or woman-sized I mean, cat. I'd actually quite like to be a, a bat-sized man. <laughs> a little that word's really funny. I think like, I would like to just be carried around in a pocket. <laughs> I think a woman-sized cat would be cool. People would be yeah. like, what? You'd be like... Well, that's, no. That is a lion. That's a lion. <laughs> That's a lion. <laughs> the best mix of music. Class 95. Jeffrey, you have a long and celebrated career, but this is your superhero blockbuster debut and you play Jim Gordon, skilled marksman, ally of Batman. How did you enjoy this role? Oh, fantastic. I was a huge Batman fan as a kid. So, you know, the opportunity to, to you know, trace back some of those footsteps back to my childhood was, was really wonderful. And I also was super impressed with the script when Matt, you know, reached out and, and invited me to come chat with him about his vision and then gave me the script to read. I really got it and I really understood his rationale for wanting to kind of repurpose, at least from a film perspective, repurpose these characters characters and the franchise and kind of bring it back into its origin, into the plot-driven, mystery-driven detective series that it really is. And that gave a lot of opportunity for Gordon to be involved and engaged uh, and in the middle of things. And so I was fully on board from that first meeting with him. And um, I'm, I'm glad I came along. Paul, I've been a fan of yours since Little Miss Sunshine, and here you are as the Riddler. I hear that Matt Reeves had you in mind when he created this version of the Riddler. When you heard about this, did you like immediately go, yes, I'm going to do it? <laughs> uh, yeah, yeah. Before I had read the script, I mean, this is probably one of the few things where just, just getting the phone call uh, for the, the prospect of it alone was exciting and thrilling. And I spoke to Matt. He is so uh, thoughtful and thorough and meticulous, and he had such a fully conceived vision. I really felt a, a kinship with him immediately, and I thought he was bringing the most important thing, which is a really singular point 
point of view. And this character and this world has inspired so many great artists to take it on, not just in film, but in the comic books, in animated TV shows. And here is yet another new layer to be uncovered. And I felt really lucky to get to be one of the artists that gets to, to take that dive. Yeah, Paul, can I just say you're just so perfect with these intense in-your-face moments on screen. Is it easy for you to get into that headspace or do you have to kind of work yourself up to it? <laughs> Acting is a very strange thing. I really think it's a strange job. And, and each time there is this sort of parachute-like feeling of like, what's going to come out and is it going to? And for me, uh, preparation breeds confidence. To, to go out there and do it. So yeah, I think that there's a lot of work that goes into filling up so that you can then release. The best mix of music. Class 95. John, you play Carmine, crime boss, enemy of Batman. How much do you love playing a villain? Because you seem to really dig it. They don't see themselves as a villain. I, I thought of him more as sort of a... The man behind the scene, you know, like the man behind the curtain. And uh, I took uh, a lot of clues from the Frank Miller year one uh, a comic. So I, I was, it was fun because there was a lot of like nuance, you know, in, in his relationships with everyone. Being the old, like the generous altruistic person that he presents. And those kind of, you know, people can be really unnerving you know, to be around. But I really liked working with everybody, you know, on the set. Lovely. So. I did not recognize you, Colin, at all when you first came on screen. I'm like, wait a second, is that Colin Farrell? You looked amazing. What did you feel like when you had the full prosthetics and makeup on? What was it like for you? Oh, so exciting. It really was. So exciting and so burdenless. I felt like so much of the work was done for me, to be honest. You know, by Mike Marino, who designed the makeup and, and the, uh, the wardrobe as well and the bodysuit and the whole thing. I just felt like so much of the work that I didn't have to do too much, but didn't, didn't, of course, stop me from overacting. Yeah, it was exciting. It was a journey of, of exploration and it was very much akin to, you know, being a child again and, and make believe. I just felt absolute kind of a reckless abandon and a, and a freedom to commit to this character that had been envisioned by Matt in the design of it and the writing of it and by, by Mike Marino, who designed the makeup and it was fun but my kid came out my youngest boy Henry came out when we were doing the makeup test in Warner Brothers here in Burbank <laughs> and he was freaked I have the video actually of him on the iPhone it's gorgeous of him seeing me the first time and going dad what the oh my god <laughs> yeah. yeah it was lovely it was so much fun anyway. that's disconcerting for a kid that's it right. was you know what John it was and, and for 30 <laughs> seconds with 8 people in the makeup room I did the accent form and then I could see the moment where I was a little bit uncomfortable and I have the video and you see me going oh geez, I'm sorry I'm sorry come on and we'll go out and me and him went off to a corner on our own and I let him have a good look at it and a good feel around oh. it you know? yeah sure <laughs> yeah. Yeah. yeah it was powerful I mean that kind of work that kind of artistry that, that they created was, it was very yeah. powerful I, I didn't have to do much you know the best mix of music Class 95.